1: Blah, blah. All right, we rolling. We hating. Uh, level level one hi, two three. Hi. Rachel, Rachel Jew.
0: <laughs> the it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> but it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for three ninety nine. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
1: Wendy Cummings just found out I'm, I'm a half Jew. Really? Big deal. Give yeah. me an action fist. You got to give it to me. Okay. One, two, three, action. Okay, that's not how action is called, but it's good to know that there's no man left in this world. One, two, three, Action. That was like a guy, his first day on a porn set, straight out of Pensacola, just got to Burbank, and they're like, You need to call action. And yeah,
2: please say that every time you come. <laughs> right Rachel you bust
1: Feinstein's note. here. This is a delight. Thank you for coming. What a mm. dream. Mm. I-
2: the best. Thank you, and you gave me a blazer. Usually I look like a freshly divorced real estate agent, but not today. <laughs> today, no, you look like a freshly married for the second time real estate
1: agent. Thank you. Yeah. Ah, bounce back from the divorce yes. quick.
2: I look like a kind of woman that would set like hand a man a matchbook at a bar <laughs> or something. But today, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm somebody new. I don't you, know who I am. You know, what you, have? you have big Johnny Depp's
1: lawyer energy. Yes.
2: Camille Vasquez energy. I am taking charge. <laughs> I'm angry and I'm ready to get even with you, men. I have like a lot, I look like I have a lot of books up that say things like, you know, like all the way to rape and back again, you know, like just like all my books are just like, you know, letting go of your rage. Do you know? know and
1: also, you have big 90s matchmaker energy. Yes. Like matchmaker with an, a reality show.
2: Yes. <laughs> you know, I used to watch, um, I actually took advice from, um, millionaire Matchmakers, Patty Stink- St- Stangler. Yes. She Stinger. told me that men hang out at steakhouses, and I you guys, I went and hung out at steakhouses to try to meet a guy, and I don't think I realized how actively embarrassing that was. But really, I was like, like loosely, Ruth
1: Chris, or like McCormick and Schmuck? <laughs> I was at... I think it depends on the level of... Keens. There's, there's a lot of levels of steakhouse. You can yes. go out back, all the way up to the
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what are they what's the? N- there is a sadness to like winking at a guy at a Del Frisco's <laughs> you know there's just a real dark archaic throbbing sadness I to that I feel
1: like the bars at steakhouses I feel like it's like the wine glasses are like like I'm rebounding tonight
2: like it's those giant yes. like fishbowl wine glasses where it's like half full of Pinot Grige Yeah, you're not just ready to make one das- bad decision. You you want to make a cocktail of dramatic errors in your life. Yeah, I, but I and I don't think I realized that that is not something I should loosely tell people. So I was just like proud, like proud of it. I had to be taken aside. I would be like at the cellar, and I'd be like, I gotta go to you know. I got a steakhouse after this because I'm trying to find a guy. And like one of my friends was like, I wouldn't like announce that so loosely. Like she's <laughs> like, that's it's proof that you're in sort of a dark, um, alarming place. Okay.
1: And I'm sure that that person that judged you was holding their phone swiping on Tinder.
2: Yeah, you're as right. As if that was not a disgusting, humiliating uh, <laughs> rock bottom. Yeah. And it's hard when you do stand up to meet a guy on like an app, you know what I mean? Because then they try to tell you jokes and it's weird. And I started you know.
1: dating someone recently that I met in person. Mm hmm. The level of um, panic amongst mm. my friends who were like, you know, because they're like, wait a second, you just met him in person, <laughs> and like, because you know, ten, I don't know, like f- five, six years ago, you'd be like, you're just gonna meet up with some guy you met on the internet, like, are you insane? Like, yeah, you're, gonna you're get right. Murder, da, da, da. And now, you know, and then, then we'd be like,
2: well, there's nothing crazier than like meeting someone at a bar and then getting in their car. You know yeah, what's I mean? the difference, honestly, between texting with the, having like fun-loving banter with them first? They could kill you either way. And we by could the way, always guess be what? killed. It, yeah. it,
1: even once you're married, to the white picket fence, in twenty years, you're getting
2: killed. I mean, yeah, regardless, right. a man's gonna kill you. At some and it's point. probably gonna be your husband that's gonna make a suit out of your skin. And
1: yeah, and with yeah. our personalities, like, it's gonna. To happen
2: <laughs> yeah somebody's somebody's had it with me yeah let me ask you so it's gonna be some mississippi fucking guy online <laughs> like some guy off youtube that some kind of reddit thread it's gonna be like i've had it with her shit and her man voice and who she thinks she is
1: also there's like the other flip side that's like my self-esteem
2: is so low that i don't feel like any man's gonna kill me because i'm like i'm not like worth going to jail for no i know i've never had a guy get real like passionate about me men are like I'd have to go missing for weeks before my husband would look for me. Like a no one solid looks for brunettes. So you think? Really? No, oh, interesting. You watch Nancy Grace. None of the You're none right. of the missing. They're all blonde. It's No all man the- has ever like put his hand on my lower back and like led me protectively through a room. Like no people are. Nobody's like tucked me in a car and referred to me as precious cargo. They're always just like, you good to get there? When a fight you know?
1: breaks out, a guy will like hide behind me as a human shield. <laughs> I mean, but if it's a blonde, which, by the way, may I, with all these missing blonde girls? It's, did you see on People Magazine, Jean-Benet Ramsey was on the cover of People Magazine recently, which, by the way, let the let her, do, let her rest in yes. peace, y'all. Because it was her, eight, they were like, it would have been her 18th birthday, which is
2: like, so fucking weird. Disgusting. I yeah, mean there was, I guess, some te- like yeah. deep
1: web like countdown of when Jean would have turned 18 or something. Oh, you mean just
2: like guys that were waiting to want to have hypothetical sex with her? Oh, Which that's is so polite. They fact. waited until 18, yeah. not 16. <laughs> to start beating off to her imaginary, not murdered 18-year-old self. That is so, so, so alarming.
1: And then for a magazine to like put her on the cover like she would have been 18 today, it's like Did they make her face 18? No, I don't, so. I don't think so do her. I don't know, but I also, I'm like so. I I don't know if it's just having like a parent die or something or being grief. I also went off birth control, which Mm -hmm. I am like now's not the time, I guess, in America to be like anti birth control, I guess, given what's going on. But like, I. You know, when you're on birth control, like your body thinks it's pregnant. Were you on birth control before?
2: I was never on birth control, and I always did the pull-out method. But I thought it was called pull-it-out method. And, somebody, and my friends were like, "It's called pull-out." I was like, and I would say that like real calmly, like I'm the like, confidently, like I'm like I'm on the pull-it-out method. And I just learned like a year ago that it was called. That the makes pull-out me think method. of like a te- like how big is his
1: dick that you can pull it out? Like that I've, that's visually very hard to. Wait, I
2: mean, I don't pull understand. it out. Yeah, guess you're right. That's why it's wrong. But there's a couple really
1: of like adages or like you know phrases that you get wrong for so long. Like, um, yeah, I was saying best thing since life spread. Yeah. So like <laughs> two years ago, and someone was like, "What did you just say?" And I was like, "It's like the best thing since life spread." And they were like, "It's sliced bread." And I was like, "Wait, wait say it again. What the we- best <laughs> thing since life's bread." <laughs> what did you think life's bread, loaf of bread? Like was? the body of Christ? I don't know. <laughs> oh, like, that's great. No, like I... wonder bread? I because And then someone's like, it's like sliced bread. I'm like, why is sliced bread so much better than life's bread? I feel yeah, like no, life's bread fair. is a little
2: more like... I some- s- I say things that are like alarmingly. D- I don't know. I have very little information. Alarmingly dumb. Me I think too. I get credit for being smart because I'm sarcastic and Jewish, but I know nothing. If you're like a Jew <laughs> that's kind of sarcastic, people assume that you have some some amount of information—a hauntingly low amount.
1: I just found out I'm half Jewish. What am I in for? Oh yeah. So how did you find that out? Well, my mom died, and then all the family secrets come up. You know, because wow. they had changed their names. My mom's dad and my dad's mom—maybe they were trans. I don't know. Jewish or trans? Well, it's hard to tell. <laughs> The same thing and then yes. I kind of I don't know why I feel like it was kind of weird to say like no I feel like I'm Jewish because you know I'm like annoying and loud and like you know my stomach hurts a lot and like, <laughs> I, I was like I always like thought I was in a way yes, but yeah. that felt a little bit like I like at the time where I just moved to Hollywood and I was like yeah, I'm Jew like I know how to do this. Yeah, <laughs> like it yes. comes very naturally yes. to me.
2: <laughs> so wait, did the family like back in history? Did some ancestor like hide and tuck away their Jewness?
1: Or like, if I mean, knowing my family, it was probably more like like my dad and mom like had a secret family. It wasn't oh, like about right.
2: somebody <laughs> cheated on somebody. It wasn't yes. about
1: not wanting to be Jewish. It was more like uh, my name is, um, you know, Alan uh, mm-hmm. uh, Blue. just to not to be able to pick up chicks and yeah exactly like so i don't know if it was i mean do you really need to keep hiding from you know the nazis in virginia and texas yes in the 50s i don't know maybe i
2: remember reading like an old book when i was in high school and um it was like some russian novel maybe somebody will be be really smart and actually know a book that i read people often tell me what i'm trying to say they're like here's what i think you want to tell us but there was some book that I read I think it was like some Russian novel and the guy was explaining that somebody was dark it was like foreshadowing sort of using foreshadowing to explain that this person was going to be sort of an evil character and then the way they explained that was by saying he wasn't a good man he was said to have a Jew cousin in the north (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, that is the greatest phrase I've ever heard. He was said to have I a mean, Jew. Jews don't go to the North, know, first of yeah, all. Yes. <laughs> the flights are too expensive. And I, and I also like that just the fact that he had a Jew cousin in the North, not even him himself, but that he was had a Jew cousin already he was up to sinister just sort of daunting things i can't
1: so having i jump around a lot on this podcast yes. and i feel like i've wanted to have you on for so long and like having you on i just i feel like i've spent so much time in comedy like being a fan of yours like wanting to be your yeah. friend and like I've never known. I am not in your
2: blazer.
1: What's that? <laughs> no, I feel like blazer. we're like every and every time you come over, I'm so
2: weird. I'm like trying to
1: have like makeup for lost time with you and have like a mini slumber party with you for 20 minutes. This is my
2: favorite thing to do. I know, yeah, I'm like, do you want to borrow a blazer? And, oh like, my God. I just yeah.
1: am like, have wanted to be friends with you so long that now I'm like, we're sisters, yeah. whether we, you like oh, it or not. I
2: have had so much fun today.
1: But I'm actually really glad that we didn't get, like I feel like I know you more recently, like for real, like you're in New York, I'm LA, whatever. I think there's always like when you Mm. tour a lot, like something I love so much about you is how hardcore you tour, I do the same. But like, I think that like there's a lot of female comics, we kind of like circle each other. And there's like, I don't know, there was such a scarcity complex for so long. I was definitely like, you know, my head, I didn't think anyone ever has liked me, uh, you know, ever. But also just, I think I had this Darwinian instinct to not try to pursue any kind of you know relationship with you too soon because i feel like i was just like i'm not ready yet like i don't i'm glad it's
2: now because it's fascinating because to me like yeah you were on the roast and stuff like you you know like the com the big comedy central roast yeah i just assume that everybody either doesn't um know who i am or uh yeah doesn't Care for me? Yeah.
1: Well, no. I mean, I think for me, and then I kind of, I don't know. I have, you know, we all have insecurities, whatever. I'll just blather on about mine. But I'm, I'm actually, because for the longest time, I kind of was like, I want to be friends with her. And why aren't we friends? And like, I did I say something wrong? Did I do something wrong? You know, all the billion things that you like make up in your head, which is so ridiculous. Which is like the the narcissism of like I'm a piece of shit in the center of the universe. Yeah. Or like I'd see you, I'd see you on lineups. I'd be like, should I come early and like say hi? Really? Oh my god, I get really starstruck by like, I hate saying female comics, whatever, comedians who yeah. I, because I've always just been trying to, like, find sisters and chosen mm-hmm. family, but they're coming up as a female comic. It was just, like, so, like, wild. And I always sometimes feel like when, you know, there's two female comics, you're like, we have to be friends. But, like, in what other business do you have to force a friendship, if right. you know, kind of thing? And I... I and I mm-hmm. never want to be like this, like unctuous, like we're both female co- comics and only like 10 people can relate to our life. So like, mm-hmm. let's be besties. It's like, that's an, like annoying. So I think um, now I'm kind of just like psyched that we're becoming friends now because I feel like I'm at my most. Um, we grew
2: up mentally yeah. functional. Yeah, yes, like, me too. Like we got some tools. Yeah, we did. I'm I not like walking therapy. on eggshells. Yeah. I'm not
1: like scared. I'm going to say the wrong thing. I'm not like because also the comics. Like it's it's tricky because I'm like, I'm not that funny a person when I'm not doing stand-up yeah. and you know, I never know
2: because some comics want to be doing bits all the time and I'm just like, not that guy. So I don't know, I just. I, I feel like, yeah, when I first started, it is better that we know each other now because I feel like when I first started, I was like just, just so mentally Ill. Like I was, I could barely dress myself. I was, and I was just dating these guys at the time that was like, just, you know, insane, like wild emergency alcohol. swear to God, same, same. Whenever uh, I wasn't on stage, Whitney, I was at a Port Authority bar, just trying to collect a drug, just like some hot, dusty construction worker, uh, being like, just come on, just get in the car. We've been here for six
1: hours. I was, um, yeah. Have you had you gotten to the point where you were learning Spanish to fight with drug dealers?
2: Mm, no, I was Learned, wasn't learned a couple good phrases.
1: <laughs> I was in uh, most of my 20s, kind of unconscious, and um, uh, obsessively, I mean, I think that it was an adrenaline addiction uh, mm-hmm. first and foremost, but Definitely. also the same way that, you know, um, alcoholics are addicted to alcohol or heroin. Yes. I was addicted to drug addicts. Yeah. Addicted to rescuing them, fixing Meet them. Me too, and my... also
2: also the apology is a real rush because he would just be like, do something monstrous, just like some horrific wild night of insane horseshit. Yeah, And then the next day, I remember this one guy was dating this like construction worker, this just this red-eyed, Hot, like he kind of looked like Paul Newman, but he was just like unwell, like okay, swaying. I'm not going to
1: say he's a he was in retard, but he, you were literally dating retards, guys in
2: helmets. You literally were guys that wore helmets. Yeah, it wasn't good. And I remember, and then he would, and but then he would do something insane, just some wild, insane horse shit And he would start glaring at a certain hour of the night. He would have like some sort of <laughs> glare off, and I'm like, and, and we, the people would get more and more ridiculous. I'm that's like, you're glaring at like Virginia at a Port Authority bar. I'm like, she's an old widow. Like, what beef could
1: you have that's with her? My Favorite when someone that is drunk, it's like, it's like, all oh, great, everything's good, we're dancing on the bar. And then when it goes like, it turns dark, it's like, this yeah. motherfucker in the court, they just lock on somebody. Yes. Either it's sort of like their time traveling where someone's triggered them into their like childhood circumstance, it becomes their dad, their ex wife, their ex girlfriend, and they're like, yeah, this is gonna be a fight, like for no reason.
2: Yeah, and there would be like, there would be this weird kind of like sort of glare offs that he would have, and then. And then it would just spin out, and he would be like, you think you know me? Yeah, I'm like, all right. You think you're so much better than me? The guy's like, yeah, I do, actually. I didn't until you just said that. head what's the thing here's this this is going to show you how much i little I, what's the thing you have in your nose when you're in the hospital you know the little the, oh it's like a oxygen, <laughs> yes, um, an oxygen yes oxygen thing, thing. Yeah. i'm like leave virginia alone let her fucking enjoy your fucking gin she's got an oxygen tube in her nose for fuck's sake why do and you- you're like a jacked construction worker what beef do you have why do you think you did
1: gravitated towards that because I have a couple theories about mine. Number one, Mm -hmm. I felt like if I was with someone that was inebriated or on some kind of drug, number one, I could rescue them, save them. It was a uh, self-esteem hit for me because Mm -hmm. I felt like I was able to you know, um, I defined myself through my, like, productivity to others. I needed, like, I needed to be, like, needed, almost, like, pathologically. So, it made me, uh, also, I didn't have to focus on myself. I Mm. had this martyr complex, you know, it's, like, I've talked about this a lot, being in adult children of alcoholic program. It's, like, you know, uh, the three Ms. I needed to, like, mother, micromanage, and martyr myself, you know, Mm. so that I didn't have to deal with being in a true, like, it's a way to avoid intimacy ultimately because this person is always unconscious and so I can kind of have like this imaginary. are right. Relationship, I also get the adrenaline hit and then I get to be a victim, which is yeah. sort of, you know, a very safe place to be, you know, of like, and I also quite frankly thought it was all I deserved and it was really familiar. Like, yeah. you know, cleaning up after an alcoholic, going through that cycle of like, you know, never knowing where you stand and never knowing what mood mm-hmm. they're gonna be in. Like mm-hmm. that was what my childhood was. So it's like for that. that. And then if I was in something kind of calm with someone... That you know didn't you know have those addictions? Number one, it would get very boring very fast mm-hmm. um, because I was just wired to just need that much adrenaline, mm-hmm. and um, and I would have anxiety in something that was, uh, for lack of a better word, like healthy and calm because I felt like I was always waiting for the, the shoe to drop. It was like the damocles sword had been hung, and mm-hmm. I would rather just. Be in chaos, then things become, and be like chaos is coming. I just don't know when.
0: Mm-hmm. Like that
1: was just too stressful for me. And I also think like I thought it was hot. Like it's just like tattoos, cigarettes. Like yes, now, I, exciting. Now yeah. I value first and foremost like self control and yeah. restraint is hot to me. But someone that like couldn't control themselves, I, I think
2: I on some level thought that was like alpha
1: and like, yeah. hot. Yeah. Meanwhile, and,
2: like, it's just alarming and dark and, and so sad expensive. and just really sad. Yeah, and very expensive. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, but I do think um, I, for me, definitely like I relate with uh, all of that, and I think that I, it is. It's funny because it's like I like to think that I choose. I used to think I choose these like kind of emotionally unavailable, just just insanely distant um, men that also are prone to um, sudden bursts of rage yep. at strangers. <laughs> but but at you but also just also strangers? it's like I don't. Uh, It's the same thing. It's like, but but it's your intimacy issue because it always comes back to you. It's like, why are you choosing people that you couldn't possibly, you know? It probably also grossed me out when someone gazed in my eyes like gently. I'm like, yeah, beat it. I don't want that. You know, like so that it was definitely that issue. And then also, I think like for me, when I was like in my early twenties, when I started stand up, I was still a nanny full time and bartending and stuff. I, yeah, are we bartending was, in New York? Yeah, I was bartending in New York. And at, you came from? And I came from Maryland, Bethesda, and I moved to New York with this guy and his band. Which is called, so weird because I went
1: to high school in Bethesda.
2: Yeah, and we, we both went to school near each other. My I sister went, to, went like, to
1: Whitman. I went to St. Yeah,
2: and I went to Walter Johnson and crazy. some little Quaker school. And then, yeah, and then I moved to New York at like are you, 17. Did you have Quaker... No, they just sent me to Quaker school because I was failing so badly in my public school that there was, like, some one Quaker school called Thornton Friends that everyone called um, Snorton Fiends because it was, <laughs> like, where they sent the bad kids. And I thought I, like, got in there. I was like, wow, I was accepted. And somebody else was like, no, it's like a last resort kind of thing. But like, also, yes. what is
1: – what was was Quaker – was it to have curriculum? It was just
2: because no other schools would take me. And there was one small school in, like, Colesville, Maryland that would take, you know, just kids that were um, – did like a, it's, it's closed down now, but they did like an aggressive amount of whippets and,
1: you know, <laughs> the kids
2: were the, just a problem. You know? I,
1: by the way, I just am asking because I am in the market for a religion.
0: The it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> but it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price of participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offers, single item at regular price.
2: Yeah, a Quaker is kind of satisfying. It's like you all just take, everybody takes their turns. It's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's like similar to like a 12 step program, you know, or like it, because it, I mean, I'm just making, I'm talking to my ass, but somebody will probably correct me in the comments. But They some believe, weird uh,
1: they seek experience God directly. Blah, blah, it's the same yeah. shit, I guess. I thought they had like a whole, like, don't they do make butter or some shit?
2: <laughs> I think that might be Amish people that make butter. Okay. Or maybe Quaker people are Amish people. I don't know. I hey, that the Amish and
1: Quakers arose in the 17th century, but are two distinct groups. How dare you? With different interpretations of the Bible, Sorry. practice, and beliefs. Uh,
2: yeah, it's a little bit the dre- Amish the, people are the ones that churn things. The dresses <laughs>
1: are a little dumpy for me. Yeah,
2: the dresses are homely,
1: they're they jacked up. Stress is the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Okay, I fuck with ghosts, dude. The Holy Ghost, like, I would fuck with a ghost as my... Quaker
2: is co- good, maybe. They have like, are they into windmills or is that Amish I people too? I feel like
1: they're, uh beliefs believe Quakers, truth is
2: continually revealed. Uh, what? As long as you're not reading the news. Uh, that just sounds like something a guy says when they're cheating on you and they don't want to admit it. The like truth that, will be revealed. <laughs> like something you're gonna have to think about long enough so they can walk out of the room. <laughs> And go fuck some more.
1: <laughs> That's my favorite. No, it's like my favorite is when a guy is like doing something shady and they'll repeat the question you asked in the answer to buy <laughs> time to make up their lie. You'll be like, hey, where were you until
2: two in the morning? You're
1: like, where was I? Until two in the morning?
2: <laughs> That's what that guy used to say, yes, when I would come in. He was always like, just, he was like, you love to start an argument. You love to, ha-. and I'm like, when I didn't say you were drunk, when he's clearly just throbbingly drunk, he'd be like, oh, you love to say this. You love to accuse people be completely deeper where they can possibly be in a trance. And then just softly fall into the per- carpet, just forward <laughs> off his bed. Just his dumb head would tip over. But I moved in with him. You so know what I'm, I'm kind of, problem.
1: You're making me realize? I wanted to be an actress so early. You just blew my mind. And like I saw like and I re- want to know how you got started cuz it's like I think people ask but they don't really ask on mm-hmm. like a a, a more uh, granular level, level of yeah. way before we even had the concept of stand up or whatever. Like when I was mm-hmm. a kid, I remember looking at the TV and seeing commercials and these like happy families and commercials and I'd be like I want to be in that. That's where the happy mm-hmm. families are. I got to mm-hmm. get in the box. Like from such an early age, I was like, I'm gonna be in commercials. And like, we would like, literally you know when you would um, uh, go on like a road trip as a kid and you would see a billboard on the side of the road that would Mm. say like McDonald's, 10 miles, whatever, like exit 5B and there would be a kid like eating a hamburger. And you know, my sister and everyone else would be like, oh, can we go to McDonald's? And then I would look at the billboard, I would not see anything about the exit. I would be like, how did, why is that kid on there? Like I could do that, like why
2: aren't I on there? That's cool. But see, that's that's something that I also feel like that's a little thing inside of all the rest of everything that, that. – that, people you know that why think I also, like that are successful. But
1: it's, I mean, it's pathological because I was alone a lot as a kid. I had a lot of like, I was like very feral, it was like an absence of attention, a lot of neglect, there was a lot of alcoholic, you know, chaos, but mm-hmm. when I Probably ate- Probably also
2: an out, a way out for you too. It's like if I could get up on that billboard and get the fuck out of it, here. Totally, just sort of yeah. like,
1: that kid looks happy. He just looks so clean and he's eating a burger and like, yeah. like I wasn't old enough to know because I was like, that burger's like perfect. The ones we get are all nasty. Like, I want to be yeah. in that, box, you know, and and then um I started when I was alone, like I would not know if you did any shit like this when you were a kid, I would eat as if I was in a commercial. Yes. You know, like yeah. I would like eat this I would like look in a certain direction and I would like roll up cold cuts and like bite them like yes how they did in the commercial so not so then when I saw those I was like I'm like really good at that like I'm... I would
2: always try to think of like things that there's like some waspy girl that I was really je- you know jealous of just some girl that she was like sprinkled with Christ and sunshine and shit you know just like <laughs> some just clean girl it's funny that you mentioned other people's things because I was always so jealous of other people's things because I would get the same things as another girl and my things would just become foul so quickly they'd just be full of debris we get the same thing I remember going over to my friend's house and we, we, we went we got some Food together in the Y at the Y, and I got these little package of cookies, and she got her little package of cookies, and then she fucking had one, and then curled them in this way that I would never curl something like she like organized half of the package, and I just like stuffed them in my face like some sort of fucking wolf with rabies or something, and they were gone. And then I asked her later. I was just staring at her cookies because they just even her cookies, like just the way she fucking carefully put the package down was just like I was foul. I feel
1: like she has um, OCD definitely uh, tried to hang herself on a doorknob in the last five <laughs> years. I mean, that does feel like a, or I want to, t- like, like uh, leave me alone for 10 minutes in the woods with that girl's mom.
0: Yeah. like why
1: you know like I remember when I go to sleepovers at other kids houses I would always give them mm-hmm. head lice so I wasn't allowed to go on sleepovers because I had such <laughs> bad head lice as a kid different conversation <laughs> my parents would never clean the freaking you remember rid that, yes yeah. you would have to use ridded. that shampoo yeah it burn your scalp off and then uh I would get these like contusions on my scalp like so traumatic and then that I guess makes the bugs like your scalp more because there's like it's oh, like exposed they like the well yeah i would have like scabs and stuff like they tried to like cut my hair really short but i also like didn't have like hairbrushes like i don't know like we just my house is very that,
2: it, hair is such like a i
1: used to steal other girls hairbrushes cuz they would have these beautiful hairbrushes yes, and i just yes. had like a fork or whatever right you know i was like the little mermaid just brushing my hair with a fork and then so I would, you can't take other kids brushes that's like how you get lice i mean i had lice for like 2 years but i remember going um
0: uh What was I
1: what was I saying about going over to someone's house? I can't remember. But, but.
2: wanting other people's things and going to other people's houses. Um, I, I don't know, but I relate so much. I always wanted other girls' things. Um, and then and I, I think I, I think it's like like going back to
1: that that like so much earlier about like, okay, when I started I used to it, this is so psycho, but like the things we did to disassociate or like cope with what mm-hmm. we were going through as kids, mm-hmm. where it was like, if you go like, oh, it was overeating, you know, that girl mm-hmm. maybe in her needing to organize, um, I would interview myself. Like, I would, I would like pretend like Oprah was interviewing me because in my mm-hmm. head, it was like I've gotten through it yeah you know what I mean yes. it's like yeah uh, and I was it's like I've done those interviews yes I relate to that I'd be like you know my childhood was hard but like it helped me do this <sighs> and this and it made me stronger like I was already on some like I'm gonna get through this dude and I'm gonna get a book deal
2: and like overcome but this- I do feel like that kind of visualizing is important it was some like, like accidental know? manifestation exercise there's like a glorious sidem quote where she says dreaming is a form of planning and I always think about that quote I'm like yeah yeah dreaming is a form of because you because you imagined that yep. you can't do it you know what I mean but yep. and but I definitely think that like, um, I relate also with the, with the hair thing, too, because I used to go to school with my hair dripping down my back because I somehow didn't deal with drying it properly. But you, so I feel like you and I are similar. I feel
1: like I had a yeah. very busy, busy parents. Like, I was the one, like, I never had the permission slip sign. Yeah. Oh, lunch. Yo, my mom worked at Bloomingdale's, but I would get those little brown bags from Bloomingdale's, and my lunch was, like, always wet. Like it was always wet. all kids had these great lunches and mine was like so, I was just so like embarrassed all the yes. time. Like were your school photos,
2: everyone's were like perfect. You look at mine and I just was Jacked like, up. So jacked like up. Just like an animal. And I think that's also part of the reason that I would deal with these insane guys is because when I was, when I first moved to New York, if you had a job and your apartment was organized, Like, I don't care if you were just, like, a wild emergency, Mm. like, coke addict. Like, to me, then, you were better than me. Because, like, I'm like, my room, like, my room is disgusting. Like I remember I met this woman on the um, Greyhound um, uh, when I was weeping over getting dumped by this guy in this band called Dick Sister. And I was weeping. Dick (laughs) Sister? Yes. Are they still a functioning band? it's a rap with Dick Sister. But I was was with Dick Sister. Dick Sister dumped me. I got on the Greyhound bus to go back to Maryland on the weekend and I sat next to this like lovely Bengali lady. I was weeping, and I and she shared her bagel with me. And she was like, you know, never cry for a man. I never forget that she said that. She's like, don't don't give a man tears. She's like, come live with me. She said, you, we can take marmalade. She I remember she said that we could take marmalade. We'll take croissant in the mornings. We'll have a lovely life. Don't cry for a man. She goes, don't give him tears, please. This garbage person. Just come live with me. We'll take marmalade and we'll take a, we'll take yoga. I was like, I want to take marmalade and I want to take yoga and just like have this peaceful, lovely life. So I immediately moved in. With this sounds like she was grooming you. She perhaps she was. (laughs) Yes, we. I moved in with her and her family. I was just in this. That's all it took. Isn't it wild to think those relationships where you were like this is the
1: end of the world? Yeah. Like I look back at the people that in my twenties, up to like maybe thirty-two, where the breakup was so shattering. Yeah. Of someone that I truly, if I saw them like at the grocery store today. Would not recognize them. Like, like, I couldn't even tell you. On the floor, heaving in fetal position. Like, I will never get through this. I had to have friends take my phone so I would stop texting, take my car keys so I wouldn't drive to their house. And you're just like, that was like... I was, like, unconscious. Like, I could not control myself. Like, that's how deep my
2: abandonment wound was. Yeah. This obs- the obsession. Like, how badly I would... Because end- you project so much onto them. Like, you think there's so much more than they are just because they're unavailable to you at that particular moment. And- like, I would do that a lot with... I used to date you know, cops. I remember this FBI agent I was dating oh, for a while. And so, hot. That's so hot. I just imagine him coming home and like throwing his gun in the sink. Like, I mean, just like everything I wasn't, just some guy that just fucking put, hurls his gun off and just sits there. And it's
1: just hot. You know? But also you're that, I mean, we're kind of that. Like imagine seeing a girl go up, like grab a microphone and just be like, yeah. like, like, but the problem people. is there's
2: not, like, a supply and demand issue for a woman doing that, you know? Like, no one's like, oh, she's strong. I want to get my mitts on her. I mean, not enough. There's a certain amount of guys. Did you
1: but... feel like, though, like, for me also, and this is in New York, I guess, like, I don't know. I think that also in my 20s, I was so not protected as a kid. Like, I just mm-hmm. didn't have, you know, it's like also there was no concept of protecting children in general. Like, I would walk home from school when I was, like, seven. Like, can you imagine?
2: I feel my like, mom had our number she was also a workaholic social worker um very same, good same. person but just you know also very our overworked. moms
1: were the first generation if your mom did work the first generation that got to go into the workforce at all they had to work twice as hard to get half as far imagine yeah being, you're right imagine being so unfulfilled for so long and then you know, their moms had to stay home and just like drink rosé and cry
2: and you know no like, the great part about it is because she did that that's why i'm a workaholic like that's why that's definitely i know where people I ask that. me about my yeah. work
1: ethic and i'm like i wish i could like tell you i did some trick i just watched to mom work like so hard and she also loved her job and it was so yeah. rewarding and fulfilling for her and but it was that definitely at the expense of of me a little bit in some ways but how do
2: you tell why wouldn't you want the best for your mom and for her to be able to yeah, she would work her ass off. I remember her. She had like this one Maybelline eyeshadow. And it was just like worn Ooh. down, you know, just like that mom piece. She was always confused by it. She's like, "What do I do with the?" B-? Hold on, She's really like,
1: quick. Do you remember like at, like lipsticks of your aunts or moms? Like yes. the shape of the lipstick would tell such a story. Like, yeah. like my mom's lipstick would just be a blunt plateau, like a square. But one <laughs> plateau. But, is but great my language. aunts it's was like a, great a word choice. my aunts. The way she put it on would be like a talon. It'd be yeah. like almost like a one of those quill pens. Yeah, Like the way that she put it on. Like just like you've used this lipstick every day. Day of your like life. It didn't even months. occur
0: to
2: you to just buy another fucking Maybelline no. eyeshadow, no. mom. Like she would wear, even now she's watching my daughter Frankie and she's like, I went to CVS and I couldn't find this, this rouge that I have. It comes out of a tube. <sighs> and I was like, there's a lot of like liquid, like. You know, cream blushes. I was like, I'll just order you one right now on Amazon. I don't know, sweetheart. It's a specific that it's it comes from a tube. I like that. I'm like, there's a lot of tube blushes. It I will like say, there's
1: a couple. You know, myself, uh,
0: like,
1: I am hanging by a thread often, and there is like a certain lip color that holds me together. Product. Yeah, you're right. Or a product, yeah. and at one time Chanel discontinued a lipstick, and I. You were just rocking one corner. I didn't just realize how yeah. it was holding <laughs> me together. <laughs> like, That's I true. believed it was like the reason I was successful. I believed it was the reason the guy I was with was into me.
2: Like, once it, yeah. I was like, I'm, it's over. Me too. I do feel like I, I like, lacquer some sort of active lie, precarious lie on my face. And if I'm not properly lacquered, and the truth will slowly shine out. <laughs> Are yeah. there
1: things that you hold on to, like rituals or stuff that, like, don't deserve to have as much weight, but for like cutting my cuticles. Like I am addicted to cutting my cuticles. I cut them really horribly Mm -hmm. and I don't bite my nails, but Mm -hmm. I also dig into my ingrown, this is so gross, I know, dig into my ingrown toenails and like to get, and I just, it's like this, maybe it's like a My Strange Addiction thing, but Mm -hmm. I feel like if I've cut all my cuticles off, I
2: can make it through the week right it's just your little thing it's like your little kind of vague like a, what is it called Control like, a, like a, what is it a little blanket. Like it's yeah, like yeah like security blanket like yeah. this one little thing that if
1: I could do that yes if I have two ponytail holders on my wrist if I I can't leave the house if I don't have them mm. I'm like I can't this I can't even yes. like the little things that you think are kind of holding you together what is that called
2: like a crutch yeah a little crutches like, like a little like, I definitely have a lot because um but I lose things so much, so I have a lot of things that I would like to have, but then I immediately lose them. But I also think some of that's also probably comes from the road because we just hurl our bodies all over the country so, so much. We don't know where we're gonna be half the time. I'm like reading an email as I'm landing, and I'm just like, okay, Tamara's picking me up, and am I in Des Moines or Toledo? You know, like you don't even know where you are. And so those little two ponytail holders, it's like, well, I got my two ponytail holders around my wrist I'm right be now. Okay. Yeah, I have these strange little like minor things that it, because we, I mean, it's really kind of of uprooting to travel as much as we have to so just knowing that that one little thing is like something pleasing it you know? took
1: me a long time to realize uh my sister made me realize this the other day because i feel like i've spent so much time focusing on like our childhood trauma like how mm-hmm. to kind of do forensics on it just like not to uh, be a you but know just vic- to, like
2: crunch the numbers so that you can utilize the information to move forward this yes. is why i yeah. do
1: this it's not my fault didn't do anything wrong mm-hmm. like got it cool i know how to like dismantle this we're all doing exactly what we were programmed to do unless you actively deprogram. all good whatever But like, I didn't even think about like adult trauma that much. Like I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. everything bad that happened happened in the childhood, and then adults like whatever. Because like when something traumatic when you're adult happens, you can like reason and bruh, and it doesn't. But like, yo, when we would tour, like Mm. there is so much shit that happened on the road that I have not even processed. That I don't know even how to. Because I also don't want to complain. I don't want to be seem ungrateful. But like, there was a time when I would do colleges and like just frat guys would pick me up and they're like Jeep Cherokee with no doors. No
2: doors. You know the ones with yeah. no doors? Yes, I know what you're talking about. Like
1: like you're on the freeway in Denver, <laughs> there's like a and then there's four like like Denver frat boys in the back like wearing like a no fear t-shirt that yes. says like 420 bro, and they have a cooler full of Coronas and they're like smoking me and they like want some weed. I'm like, you're driving me in a car that doesn't have doors and then you'd get to the the college cuz every college game yeah. it's like these different college whatever what is it
2: it's always clubs like the book it you never have time know. like you're in the middle of a cafeteria or some like, horseshit. some and, nightmare yeah, I had a soft taco thrown at my tit at a college once it's awful i'm going to yeah. just uh, <laughs> thank you to elaborate on that i was just playing in front of the i was really an obstruction to this place they were making like hot pockets and tacos so and they put me right in front of this thing so somebody threw a taco at me because they were pissed because i college called away. was um i think i was at the this- culinary institute of something in las vegas wait 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 have you played at the Culinary Institute of Las Vegas? No. How do you get that gig? <laughs> well, from a lot of networking. You got to know. I red... know the right people, and I obviously come from money. I'm just saying, if you're cu- <laughs> at the
1: culinary school, don't you value your culinary creation? Generational
2: wealth. That's how you get it. Okay, Whitney. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's dark. It's dark, people. Um, I don't know how the fuck I got booked at the Culinary Institute of Las Vegas, but I know that I got a fucking soft taco thrown at my dumb can there. That I'll tell you what did you do what what did you do i think there w- i wish that i had this like big thing i said back to the person but i think the taco just sadly rolled off my tittage and i just kind of like collected myself in my apollo tone blazer and just got on with the fucking set and just kept bombing i think what happened actually is that i just softly continued to bomb you just think- and then i said nothing at all that i took a taco and then maybe i even felt i deserved a taco you know Maybe I thought that it was all coming back to me because it was all my fault. Sun is shining, weather is sweet, which
1: means sweat is upon us. It's upon us, it's underneath us, it's inside of us. Thankfully, Lumi deodorant is here to keep us smelling nice when we need it the most and where we need it the most. I'm talking pits, privates, and beyond. Let's face it, our underarms aren't the only place we have odor. Lumi was created by an OBGYN who discovered and proved in clinical testing that the vagina is not to blame for day-to-day odor. So she developed Lumi, a uniquely formulated pH balanced deodorant. It's aluminum free, skin safe, and clinically proven to control odor for up to 72 hours. Normal deodorant just makes you smell worse and makes you sweat more. But this, take a looky here, okay? I'm taking my shirt off to make the point about putting deodorant on. Lumi, look at this deodorant. By the way, before I go on stage, I put a little between The crevices, I put it on my feet, I put it between my toes. I sometimes put it on the back of my neck and by the time the second show rolls around, I mean, I just smell like a quarry. You know, like big wharf energy. So thank you, Lumi. Lumi starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like the mini body wash and deodorant wipes. I love the deodorant wipes. They're so good. And free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code Whitney at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your
2: starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code Wait. You know what's also hot in, in my looking back, not hot now, but in my early twenties, and one of the many train wreck relationships <laughs> I was in was just a man running after you to apologize, you know, like just some in guy. The like rain. no, like just like like Marlon Brando or something. Well some that's what shit. I was gonna say yeah.
1: about dating alcoholics and drug addicts, yes, back to like wanting to be an actress so yeah. young. By the time I was dating oh this is so embarrassing, by the time I was dating like hardcore drug addicts and alcoholics it kind of felt like being in a movie. Yes, it's exciting. Because they're not gonna remember the fight. No. But you get to do, like um, uh, uh, War of the Roses was one of my favorite movies growing up, the fact that I watched it is wildly inappropriate. Um, But we had like four blockbuster movies that my brother never returned and we watched them over and over again and like um, uh, A Few Good Men. Yeah. The scene with Demi Moore and uh, Tom Cruise was actually shot, like in Georgetown, a block from where I lived, uh, and I watched it when I was a kid, like live. And like, so I would like, these like drunk guys that, like, you think you're, you know, whatever would start. And I'd be like, and then you, and it like felt like I was like in a movie. Yes, Isn't it's that exciting. Gross? No, but that kind
2: of drama is exciting when you're a kid. I feel like a lot of people feel that way. It is exciting. It's like shit's going down. Shit, I feel like things I was are like are like happening. practicing being an actress or something. Cause yes. then he would like pass out and I'd be like, and also, that's Pretty also good. kind of what's shown to us on TV, especially in the really old movies in the 40s. And I used to talk about this on stage, but like there was always um, a guy saying something fresh to a woman, and then the woman would smack him. And that seemed exciting. So it's a fucking dramatic, all it is is like a drunk fight. It's like a chaotic, drunken fight. And I fight. also, I always thought that, that was love too. Fighting was
1: love. Like yes. was we're so passionate, like da yes. I was like, and then I would like be like, what am I going to throw? I don't want to break anything. I don't have anything. Like I don't have yeah. anything that's going to break. One time I did throw a wine bottle? This was bad. I mean, this was bad. This was actually not me just trying to be dramatic and like feel like I'm. Like in a you movie. really threw it out of anger. I just thought like fighting was like so glamorous. Like, it is. It's a hot thing I to do. It, yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought, and you know, know, then in a movie. I also think that like as comics, like, you know, we're comics, so yeah. I would always have these like great comebacks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like it made me feel so like mic drop. Like I was doing yes. roast battle or something. I just needed to become a comedian. You know? Like I remember yeah. one time this guy said to me, he's like, you know what, Whitney, you're just. You're just like a, and I'm like, what, a bitch, a cunt, what, you know? And then he goes, you're just like, you're just like a lot. And then I, and I was like, this is your chance, bitch, don't blow it, because it got so quiet. Like that is, I know what to respond to when a guy says, you're a bitch, you're you're a psycho, you're crazy, but like, you're just a lot. I was like, oh shit, he's gonna fucking win this. And then I just went, it's just, and as soon as I thought of it, you know, when you think of a good joke, you're like. Sounds
2: satisfying.
1: What what just happened, like, and I went, well, maybe maybe you're just a little
2: oh it's good it's oh! good
1: and I literally like and he so got like wide and right, done and I was like literally like went in my room and I was like <laughs> so stupid you know it's just like I think it was just like you know I wanted to be a writer I wanted to be an actress I want to be a comic and like fighting like that in your 20s like checks all those boxes before people will pay you to do it or let you do yeah, it professionally
2: yeah and people and like throwing and shit's going shit goes down like you're in the middle of a story you know I remember this guy screamed at me like he was really mad at me about cooking. And he was like, a hot meal every once in a while would be would be nice. A fucking hot meal would be fucking nice. And you know what? I do bake a chicken now and again, but I was fucking on the road a lot then, you know, but he was always angry about cooking. It was such a funny argument. I mean, it's so hacky, just really basic. <laughs> can, can but I, people have screamed a lot of um alarming and sometimes true things. And
1: then me. now, like what have you done? Because you're in such a healthy relationship now. Or I just I just mean like, sorry, I won't say healthy, that word is so annoying, but just you know. Um, I, you, you know, Bonnie McFarlane, I see Christina Pizzizzi, like I see female comics and like marriages, like stable marriages. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. what did you do? Like, how did you do it? I mean, I think I have a hard time receiving love. I think I have a hard time thinking anyone could actually love, you know, me given what I say on stage, or if I'm with someone for real, I'm not going to be able to make fun of, like, I don't know. I have
2: some block about it. Like, how did you, like, I mean, when I got married, we I mean, my relationship was pretty crazy then, too. It was, How did it was you a know, by the nonsense. way, this is the guy? Because I have
1: convinced myself, I have thought this is the one, this is the one, and have been wrong so many times, and I'm like, just
2: don't say it, don't think it. Yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of, like, wild, you know, horse shit and fights and nonsense. I mean, we're in a be- at a good place right now, but I, I I, think, like, when I got married, we were still in the middle of all kinds of, like, drama and and, and stuff, but... I think, um, but I so will say this. So that's actually
1: really helpful. Sorry, I try to like yeah. slow down a little bit for the viewers. Yeah. The idea of like things don't have to be perfect in order for you to get you know like
2: because mm-hmm. I'm always like well, oh can't I get married past every red flag. Yeah, I was running out of time. Yeah, but um, I was just like, but no, I mean I think now it's 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 better. But um, and now like Do you, you know? have
1: like a because you're so busy you travel so much. The people I know that seem to have functioning relationships carve time. Mm-hmm. To like go on dates or talk. Like for me, I always get, uh, I'm not good at telling someone what my expectation is for tomorrow, or the next day. I'll be like, mm-hmm. why did you just do that? And he's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, you know, I have this big day today. Yeah. And they're like, not really. And I'm like, well, look at my calendar. Like, I mean, do you have to like walk him through like what you expect and what you need emotionally,
2: or like? Yeah, I mean, my husband emotionally, he's pretty worthless, but he's, <laughs> I mean, he's definitely not like. Yeah, I wouldn't say that he's meeting my needs, <laughs> but I will say this like that I get the met, but no, he's like he's a firefighter. But yeah, you're he's... actually
1: smart. I think most people. I think it's, it's delusional to think you can get all your emotional
2: needs, needs met, met by, by your one po- person. Like,
1: like you have, But it's in good... a much
2: better place now. Like, I'll get texts from my husband that I know. Like, I used to fly, and he wouldn't know that he was, like, supposed to send a text. Like, I would, you know, like, he is, imagine if your husband, and I talk about this on stage, too. Imagine if your husband was, like, living at a firehouse for half the week. Just five of his, forget the firehouse part, just fi- having sleepovers with, like, five dumb guys. You think that's helpful for me? No, they undo, like, anything I could have accomplished with him. Like, he comes home so much dumber. But when he got married, he slowly, he, like, accelerated. There's, like, an older guy at his firehouse that I think, like, teaches him things, because I'll get texts from my husband that I'm like, somebody told him to write this text. Like, he wrote, like, safe flight, my dear. And I'm like, I don't see that coming out of Pete's mouth naturally. Like, somebody has to explain. Safe flight, little
1: lady. Yeah, it's always
2: written, like... Even his cards are written like that. Like I'm like, this isn't quite how you're supposed to express this. It's a little bit like a sixth grade yearbook. My birthday cards would be like, well, one marriage, one baby, and here we are. I couldn't have done it without you. It's like, clearly, who else was gonna birth the baby? Is this a chat GPT? (laughs)
1: Like, is this an AI rendition of like a husband loving a wife?
2: Like, this is broken English. This is appropriation, frankly. No, it's always like a weird, like an impression of what a husband should say, but I will say this. My husband doesn't really like, like lie or try to be anybody. So he's just like, like that. he just does
1: what he, you because know. Because I mean? a big red flag is someone yeah. that's too charismatic. I mean, charisma is a red flag. Someone that's too good at, you know, yes. like that charm machine. And you're kind of no. like, oh, I feel like you do this to everyone. This feels like manipulative. That guy, but.
2: I feel like that guy that says everything you've been waiting to hear, he either wants to be inside of a man at the end <laughs> of the night, he just wants to be safely lodged in another man. Or he will make a suit out of your skit, like he is. That or like, guy. like yeah.
1: you read it, and it's like, is, I think yeah. that's a Sam Smith lyric. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, like, who did you get that from? Yeah, <laughs> Sam like Smith. I'd rather it just feel like authentic, you know. But that's kind of fascinating to me, you know. Be, I, like, there's a couple things that really hit me sideways that are so funny. Like, I was dating a guy once, and he texted me, um, "Love ya,"
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we never said "I love you," and I was like. You That's can't. how he told
2: you for the first time. Well, I was like, IA
1: love ya," <laughs> and I was like, "Was that like an autocorrect or like a? Or is this? Are you saying I love you for love, love ya? It was just such a yeah. I couldn't. It took me like a couple months to. What did he say? Did you speak every like, letter? Well, no. Did, I you, just, did you say it back? Oh no! I I yeah. thumbs
2: up the text. You thumbs up and a, a first I love you. I, That's I, fucking epic. I always, whenever a guy oh. says I
1: love you, I always say thank
2: you. You thank you is great. Like, thank you so much.
1: <laughs> like I, I like I don't love me. So if you do, like <laughs> mm, like we have nothing in common. Clearly, like I don't. Thank you is amazing. Say, thank you. Like um. <laughs> so much. But it's also like if you've known me for a year and someone's like I love you, and I'm like well you don't. No me this you'll love the person I've pretended to be. Take it in, Winnie.
2: That's one step is take that in. I have a real
1: hard time with that. Take My old that thing, in. I know this is obnoxious, but when I was growing up, like a lot of people I think feel controlled by shame, guilt, money, like that word, it was a lot of, you know, me being upset as a child or me being upset in relationships and people being like, "But I love you. I love you. I love." And it was always a way to like calm you down or yeah, yeah. I would hear, "I love you," but like the behavior didn't match. And it's like, well, if someone loves like, so yeah. I hate that shit. Yeah, we
2: got I love you's right after somebody, like, shook me or at something. This point, I, total, I
1: feel like I love yeah. you at this point just means shut up. It's like, but yeah. I love you, I love you. And it's just sort mm-hmm. of like, so my thing is always, I know this is like bratty, but I feel like that word has so much power over me. You know, mm-hmm. when someone says I love you, all of a sudden I have to stay with you. I'm not allowed, I have to say it back. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like saying things that I haven't really, and I wanna agree on a definition of what love means before we say it. Like, yeah. I said this in a special, which is like, we have to agree on a definition before we say it.
2: Well, it is more of an action. I do feel like that. That's like, what you I, would can, say, like, I would say. I would say, I'll let love. you know when you
1: love me. Like, well, yeah. I'll let you know. Like, once I feel <laughs> it, like, I'll let you know. In the last relationship like a year and a half in, I was like, yo, you love me. Because you're acting like you do. Yeah, because you, you just like did something that I value because it's like I am so yeah. weird in relationships and what I value. It's like it's really like acts of service. It's not words of affirmation and it's kind of not physical touch.
0: Interesting, um, yeah, yeah,
2: he's he's acts of service too. So that's what I have to remember. So my husband boarded a plane without me once when we weren't even fighting. So he's emotionally just like oblivious, but so like, he'll do stuff like that where I'm like, what the fuck? What the actual fuck, Pete? And then he <laughs> comes home and he just has a groups of women screaming at and him. I'm picturing, I'm yeah.
1: picturing you. You know the what's the tunnel when you go onto the fucking uh, airport uh, airplane? Yeah. Like he's in the front and you're
2: like in the back, like uh, just what the that's fuck? So funny. And I and then but he doesn't. You can't get him angry because he's got that even first responder thing. Like so I'm like, what the fuck? And he's like, uh, I just figured I got myself situated. Just like ludicrous horseshit. I've dealt with. Well,
1: I'm more like your husband than I think, maybe than you, because I I'm now I'm getting worried. Because one time um, I was flying with this guy, and we were going like on a trip together, and um, we had separate seats, and he kept being like, "We'll try to get our seats together." And I was like, mm-hmm. "I'm go- like, I feel like I just have so much to get done on the <laughs> flight." And he's like, "It's so weird for us to not sit together." And I'm like, "I feel like it's fine." Yeah, he would be happy
2: as pie. I'm not like, I with just because
1: then you're kind of like,
2: I don't like when people like you have your thing, you have all of a sudden. I'm just yeah. like, I,
1: let's just.
2: It's two hours. He's good on his own too. But that I do think is the best part of our relationship in a lot of ways at the same time is because he gives me my space. He's like a New York like firefighter. Like you (laughs) accidental feminist though. Like he probably doesn't even really have a, if I said feminist, he'd probably be like, oh, like one of those like Nazi type people. I don't think that That word really has gotten But but yeah, it's over. it, It is. I can see that. Yeah, people kind of like militarize it. But I mean, what it actually means just being equal with the guy or whatever. But, if, but he is like an accidentally like that because he doesn't, yeah. you know, he's never wanted me to like, like change my name or not do, he's not jealous. He's not any of that stuff because he loves his job. Right. So firefighters love their jobs and their jobs are exciting. So for standups, it's a weirdly good match because it's like he just, they, they live, they work off adrenaline. They right. work weird fucking hours. He works on Christmas this time, that time. We're also yeah. heroes. Yeah, we're the real heroes. Okay. Laughter is the best medicine. We, I mean,
1: what would the world do without our, yeah, you know, scrotum these, jokes?
2: I don't know what they do without this narcissist, <laughs> this fun-loving narcissist in a pink blazer. But he's no, he doesn't like. Um, he's just accepting. He doesn't. He doesn't leave a party and like talk about people. Like he doesn't. There's never some second thing he's thinking that you're like you find out later. No, what he's thinking is so what he's saying. Yeah, but that's I'm, often
1: the problem. I'm so you know jealous I mean? of
2: that though. It's yeah. like when like
1: nothing drives me more nuts than when you're just like you know, and I've done so much work with like prey animals. It's really helped me like working with horses and watching herds and how they interact. Like they'll, mm-hmm. if they have an issue, they'll bite at each other, claim their space, let the other horse know that they're mm-hmm. uncomfortable and they move on and it's over. Whereas like, you know, relationships, yes. relationships where something happens and like, and then two weeks later, I'm like, and then you said that in front of our friends two weeks ago and I'm like, not, nah, dude. Statutes of limitations. You don't get to have seed. Oh yeah, over something. he never. No. You don't get to have some shit in your back pocket from two weeks ago. Like that shit yeah. drives me nuts. Because then I can never
2: trust you. I feel like you're keeping score. I feel like I like, you know, yeah. I like someone who's just like. No, he holds on to nothing. Also, because the trauma that he's actually experienced is so much bigger than like me throwing my ring at him when we were engaged or something like that. Did I you remember do that? Like, yes, and I remember like months later, like twice, by the second time, he was like, all right. Oh, <laughs>
1: wait, hold on. The throwing things is there the, the, the one time I did throw something in a fight, because it's like, before you throw something, you got to make sure it's like, not going to fuck up yeah. your house. Your, yeah. I lived in an apartment at the time, but there was a brick wall in this place in Philly. And I was like, I'm going to throw a bottle of wine. I'm so mad. Like, duh. And he had just walked plan, by and I threw the, the bottle the of throw. wine like right at the... And there was like a uh, like a, like a y shitty granite floor. So I was like, this is going to be easy to clean up. I'm not going to mess up a carpet. Mm. Like I had to plan out my like... You know, um, involuntary you know, would j- rage. Yes. Yeah. Um, because I'd thought about it a couple other times, and be like, it's not time to throw that. It's not time yeah, to throw that. Yeah. Like, and oh,
2: this I, is the right kind of glass. Yeah. And then yeah. it was like a
1: Jacobs Creek. It was like, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be okay. Fair, fair, fair. I throw it at the wall so hard, hits the ground, does not break, just rolls off, and like literally, looks at me, and he's just like, and I was like. That's not how I thought that was gonna go. That's like
2: always so st- <laughs> when there's a sadness to a fall like that. it's so it's like i love a it's moment dark. in a
1: fight where it's like you're like da da da, da and it's just like, and then I was like, that was, he was like, that was so weird. Like, that- yeah, I don't make a splash with my he, big moments But yeah, either. he was just like, why didn't that break? I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I threw it pretty hard. And then he picked it up and like he kind of threw it. And I was like, this is crazy. We cannot, that's, I, I thought that
2: was going to break. I threw an ashtray once with a smiley face on it. And it was just, and it would, it was the kind of glass that like doesn't really break. I like picked it up and tried, tried again. I remember a guy once being like, just, you have to just. He like helped me throw that's, it. It's the same thing. He's like, you got to angle it, you know, it's and like put you're your arm into yourself. it. Yeah, He's like, yeah.
1: If we're gonna get through this fight, and you're gonna be the mother of my kids. I didn't you know you could throw an <laughs> ashtray at a fucking
2: weirdo pedophile at the park. Yeah, but my husband like doesn't. He he does not. Um, he like he gives me a lot of space, and and that's what I get in return for a guy that would board a plane without me. But he just absolutely is just like you're doing your thing. Cause he gets, they love, he loves his job. Like they love being firefighters. There was like, they did something on like Bloomberg's like top mo- happiest workers or something. And one of them is firemen. Cause they get a lot of feedback. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not like, it's not like cops. No, it was like marching against a, you know, like firefighters. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it would be nice. So sometimes. Beloved. I wish there was like a herd of people just angry at my husband. It wouldn't be, <laughs> be a nice way to end an argument like, oh, I guess those people think you're ridiculous. Exactly
1: I happening. mean, it's, so, it's also, it's like, I always say like female comedians, like we're kind of like, I mean, I think things are like, you know, it seems like with shows, like whatever, Hacks and Mazel, like everyone loves female comedians as long as a female comedian isn't actually in the show. Um, but uh, there's I like a, a think of fascination with us, but I feel like for the longest time, like female comics were like the most hated species of person on the planet. Like it just sort of, because I was so in my own thing of like, God, I get a lot of hate. Like I get a lot of this negativity online. And then I started sort of corroborating with other female comics. And I was like, oh this isn't just me it's kind of like I mean think about the idea of a woman going on stage that you have no chance of fucking just complaining about men or her sex or all the like triggering shit you know and then to be with someone who's so universally beloved like it's just it must be like Complete opposite. So frustrating. Like you slid down a pole today, like the fire wasn't that bad. And, and whatever I just... he does,
2: people are just like, thank you for your service. Yeah. And then whatever I do, they're just like fucking twat, you know. And I but I do think also I read all my comments early on too, and I was really traumatized by them. So like when I was on Last Comic Standing and I I um what year was that like do, like do you remember? It was season seven, I think I was on. I can't remember the exact that year, is but so I was
1: so really quick. That was so crazy that, that was a show. Like I yeah. think about like comedy and like how like Ugh, contests and comedy, like yeah, pitting comics ridiculous. against each other, it's already such a hard thing. Like that makes, like what a Yeah, speaking of show. boats, like
2: what, didn't they put them, us all on a boat in one season or something? Like what does any of this have to do with <laughs> stand up? just
1: like, how else are we gonna get exposure? How else are we gonna take? No, it was
2: like how I quit my day job was being on that show, but then it was the mental torture of going through all of that weird shit. And I remember reading all the comments and I wasn't even able to appreciate that I was like slowly, being able to do everything I kind of dreamed of doing. I started headlining. I wasn't opening on the road anymore, but I was reading all the comments and the comments were just fucking brutal. <laughs> and I was like, I really didn't understand that this was happening to like so many of us, but I was just like in my room every night, just like sifting through. Um, I mean, I did it to myself. Yeah. I was just like all hours of the night, just like so alarmed by how much, um, People really, truly hated me.
1: And it's not, you know, it's interesting because, like, I mean, my whole thing with negative comments is I usually agree with most of them. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, good one. Good point. (laughs) They do make some good points sometimes. But I also
1: think it's like, yeah, the comments thing is like, I mean, at the time, like, that was like, sorry, I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> Last night we had the premiere of the roast, and I was screaming um, the entire night, <laughs> trying to get everybody in LA is on drugs. Everyone is. Everyone thinks I'm on drugs. I'm, the, I'm like, everyone's on
2: fentanyl and fucking microdosing mushrooms. Whitney has managed every aspect of this roast. It's fascinating. I'm like you're you're the one like color correcting it even at the end of the night i was like texting with you and you're like i gotta take care of the vendors i'm like you're paying the vendors yeah you're just like you're tipping you're paying somebody, like he's she's paying somebody in cash for like napkins at this fucking roast. i did so okay you so rachel,
1: every aspect of this rachel roast. feinstein as you know uh is on the roast of burt Kreischer. i'm so psyched that you did it like i'm like really so fun. psyched that you said yes like because i was saying when i did my roast i was like oh she'd be great but we liked you know i was like this might be a weird first time to meet you like yeah. being on mine though Whitney, the roast of me comes out on Mother's Day. I just thought it'd be funny because
2: my mom's yeah. dead.
1: Um, and
2: uh, <laughs> we play some soft piano music. Well, by
1: the way, after you um, uh, have a, a the dad or mom die, no one tells you, like, in your calendar. Like when that day comes up, it's just you go to your counter, it just says like Mother's Day, and you're like, Jesus. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like those weird curveballs. Like you go on Instagram one day, and it's all like a photo of like your friend and her mom on a beach in the late 80s, and it's like, Mom, I love you. You did everything for me. It's like, and you're like, Oh shit, I forgot. Like, and now I'm mm-hmm. dead moms and dead dads club like 2 days before that I'd go like guys mother's day is coming up get off your calendar get off instagram you know because it's just like so blindsiding so I thought it'd be good to have something to like you know the roast come out on that day so I'd have a distraction but um uh but you you doing Burt's roast was like such a good mix cuz it was like Jim Norton and and Jay Okerson it felt like there was like this new york presence that I really miss in like the la sort of like vibe at the moment yeah. but like how did you feel about it uh Feel free to be critical as hell, but last night, yes, you are right. I did, I did have to pay um, strippers five hundred dollars <laughs> cash. These girls from Crazy Girls in LA were in the lobby, and the mm-hmm. guy that was like wrangling them, the uh, manager from Crazy Girls, comes up, and they're, um, you know, because they were just gonna like walk around the party and like kind of. Comedians are so awkward, like dancing. Yeah. I was oh, like, God. they'll just be dancing, it'll be good. They'll be in the OnlyFans OFTV bikini tops, and I had all this cash, and I was like, oh, do, are, can they come up? We have room service, whatever. And um, mm-hmm. he goes, well, I need.
2: The cash, but now, but like they're not gonna come up until you pay them. <laughs> I was like, yes. Why are we? always we do was like doing that? everything, and also the texts from you are always amazing because I'll be like, you always answer because you'll answer like seven questions that I didn't even know which one I had because you're so you're so like generous, but and it's also just the most random answers that you didn't know you have. Like, be like come by my room. I've got clothes. I've got jewelry. And then I get to Whitney's room. There's like two pigs in the bathtub. She's just like, get your hair done in there. You can meet the pigs. I'm like, wait, what, what, what's ha- what pigs? There was just two adorable, fun-loving pigs in a bathtub. She's like, yeah, here's hair. Here's makeup. Here's a bracelet. I mean, I need this shit. Believe me, I'm wearing one of the jokers right now. I'm not above any of this. I've dressed myself in Whitney's closet. I'm going to be just like at night just painting myself. But it's really funny because I'm like, Wait, what happened? Wait, and nobody even explained the pigs. There was just two pigs in a bathtub in the hotel. You're just like, come up. You can wear this light-up bra. There was like some pink bra that like had like antennas on it. And you were like, whatever you want, babe. And, and say hi to the pigs. It's amazing. Can you explain this, all of that?
1: I just feel like this story is really funny now. In five years when I'm on trial for grooming, yeah. this story won't be as funny. It's like, you had this amazing, she has this, like, Rachel in the Burger Chrysler roast has some of my favorite jokes, but one of them is like, so serious, because like during the pandemic, it was like, you know, there, you guys all saw it, you know, a lot of comics, like you know, in LA, I mean, to not be able to do standup or on TV or, or in any capacity or in clubs for two years, so many of these comics that didn't have TV credits or were just about to do Fallon or just about mm-hmm. to do whatever, um, uh, like, we're screwed, you know? And like, yeah. like, uh, you know, with all the mental health challenges we already have, like I just, so we started doing shows in my backyard and I started, and I really never got to be friends with female comics, like just for whatever reason. I was
2: jealous of those goddamn backyard shows. <laughs> I was just rocking in my nightgown at Brooklyn. Like I want to be in that fucking the grotto. <laughs> and for then it fuck's was like sake.
1: having all these like female comics over, you know, guys, yeah. girls too, whatever. And then, but, but I mean, I see now from, uh, if I had seen it on Instagram and it was someone else, I mean your joke was so I was funny. i so jealous. You were like, "What is going on with like What's going <laughs> on at your house?" Like it was just so simple. Like it's I've been watching it for, for like four months straight in editing. It makes me laugh every time. You're like, you just have a bunch of female comics over at your grotto. There's always like
2: somebody doing like a whore crawl at Whitney's <laughs> grotto that she's like freshly painted. But this is all the shit I love. I like trying on like tittage tops. Yeah, and, you're like you, know. you make them pose for awkward photo shoots. Like <laughs> there's always somebody in that pond. But then I also want to be there. I'm like I want to be standing on that fucking rock thing and that there was always someone some, in an inner tube or something. Whitney, I love you. I do, but what the fuck is going on at your house? Like, what's happening? There's this weird, like, Barbie dream home full of young female comics you hand, like, props to and force into uncomfortable photo shoots. There's always, like, an open micer doing, like, a horror crawl on a stand-up board in Whitney's Grotto. You're like the Jelaine Maxwell of female comedy. I
1: put Taylor Tomlinson on this side table in the pool. Yes. And she stood on it and was about to take a picture, and then it like crashed. I mean, it was, it was a Etsy purchase. It was, I should have maybe checked the you know, um, the sturdiness of it. It like crashed in. Like I thought I was just, like, if, oh my God, if I like break Taylor Tomlinson's <laughs> leg, the story's gonna be like Whitney is the Tanya Harding of comedy. She takes <laughs> out any comedian who's I saw that. getting successful. It just looked like I was like injuring young comedy. It was like something was, from an
2: 80s film. I saw that crash. Yeah, I was yeah, just sorry. sitting there like yeah, just freshly given birth, just rocking in my nightgown on Instagram. Just like, oh, they're in fucking grottos in LA. It stunk up in Brooklyn. It was really stunk it up back there. I was doing shows in people's backyards. I remember doing a show, and this woman was just like, she goes, whatever you do, she, I was just in somebody's backyard, like me and like Sam morell and a couple other comics. And just her fucking... Back patio. And somebody goes, listen, whatever you do, just don't talk to the girl with the bright blue hair that's screaming about the patriarchy. And I'm like, can we just kick her out? And somebody was like, it's her house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I had bright blue hair, but I don't talk about the patriarchy. I don't give a shit.
2: But, but yeah, I mean, I think like I was... Um, I wanted to be in that grotto and I also always (laughs) wanted somebody to coax me into wearing some outfit. Like I'm the one who puts on the hoary outfits myself. No one's ever like, I'm never like, "Mm, I guess so. I guess I'll try on this. (laughs) I've always wanted somebody, also I wanted like a director to like push me to play the guitar. Everybody's like, we're good, you know, like for a role. But I never
1: got to have sleepovers when I was a kid because I always had freaking head lice. Is that a common trauma? I feel like, I I don't know, I was like not allowed to go to sleepovers and stuff. Consistent head
2: lice. I f- really feel for you because something was going awry. I like I like wet the bed and there were some other issues. But a, but, a, but an ongoing lice situation, uh-huh. I mean that is not, that is not your fucking fault, like that's not good. I f- no, I would
1: get sent to the nurse. I would be sitting in school like at a desk, you know those desks that were like connected to the chair and you'd have to like get into it. And I'd be like sitting, because I would always like lean forward and I would like see a lice bug like fall onto the desk and I would kill it with my nail. I would just go like, like that. Like, it was crazy, they had to like cut my hair, we just ne- you have to when you have headlights, you have to wash all the sheets in hot water you have to vacuum and nobody did that nobody we could get it together no there was no one around to do someone stuff like that someone should have fucking
2: washed you yeah. that's why you're washing others now because you should have been washed you're not just washing you're brushing them no, and this is what I do them.
1: anytime a girl comes to my house she has to go in the chlorine filled pool first it's a- the photo shoots <laughs> are just a trick everyone just in case I'm so traumatized by headlights, but I'm obsessed with this like
2: that would be amazing if I got here and somebody like sanitized me and there was just some woman like checking my scalp before I did what <laughs> Podcast.
1: So tell me about the roast experience, how it was. I hope I wasn't too overbearing because I think for me, I've been doing this like you too long enough to where I was. I always said by the time I'm in charge, Mm -hmm. I'm always gonna like make it so people don't have to ask for things that would make them feel like divas or make them, you know, because like I feel like you know, as a as a gal for now in this business, like Mm -hmm. I would show up to roast or show up to you know comedy clubs or whatever. And because they're used to mostly dealing with dudes, if I'm like, hey, could someone like run out and get me tampons? Or hey, can I just like get like, my own space whatever to change like I always felt like I was always asking too much mm-hmm. and so by the time I'm running you know this roast I want to go like here's the deal like this is all happening there's hair there's makeup like you don't have to worry about anything because especially as female comics to be able to be like can I have hair and makeup it's like oh my god it makes you huge. feel so Just those like little things especially and I want to look pretty yeah. yes I do I do
2: yeah I know, look like Steve Buscemi
1: without a little caulking grout under the eyes like can I or if like <laughs> I ask for the lighting to be better if I go into someone's podcast and I'm like hey can we maybe like does this have to look like we're telling ghost stories by a fucking fireplace? Like, do I really need my face to look like the Grand Canyon at this angle? You know, so... That I just, stuff
2: is so nice because nobody's thinking about that stuff. Yeah, like well, when somebody... But also if someone
1: is... In, like for me, I know when the lighting is on point and like I have whatever makeup makes me feel strong, like my performance is better. Yeah,
2: you have the space to do your job. You're not worried about whether... Um, yeah, you somebody for me that somebody can see my like cheek acne scar or something. Was, yeah, but yeah, it's like figuring like, out like with yeah. every roaster,
1: like we all have our insecurity, like, or, like the thing we need to perform at our best. So it's like with Norton, I was like, oh, ha- Norton having his girl there. Like we gotta make sure he's got his girl there. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. like Donnell, like he's just gotta make sure there's 15 bottles of Hennessy and <laughs> no girls that he's dating there. Uh, you know, and like figuring out what everyone needs yes, to feel like they little, can just
2: fly. Very like personal little collection of And I think for, with us it's always like, can someone just be watching my hair so I don't have to think about it? Yeah, that's definitely for me, sure. Like uh, definitely, I wanna know that I don't like, that I'm not gonna be like, haunted by my arm fat in a dress or that somebody will tell me if something's not flattering because later on and that later on it won't be like just deeply distracted because I had some sort of I don't know aggressive cellulite or something or some flab that I didn't realize I had hanging out
1: was there anything that hurt your feelings because I really tried to do like and you know any answer is okay okay Uh, because I was like here are my rules no saying a woman that is like 40 is old because I remember mm. when we first started doing mine, they'd be like a Whitney Soul, and I'm like, Do you guys think I'm old? Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, No, and i am be like, well then what are you doing? They're like, well, it's just this is I'm like, stop. Stop like copying yeah. like the old comedy central roast that like always felt a little bit cringy. Like, let's just like do something fresh and like let's make sure it's true, you know? Yeah. And then no saying that um guys are like creepy pedophiles
2: if they're not, because there are creepy pedophiles in our business. So mm-hmm. it's not like I didn't want to put you don't want to get a file rumor started. If yeah, there's plenty of sh- files to go around, you may as well direct them towards the right file of uh, pedophiles. You know yes, what I'm saying? Like but I also
1: didn't want the those men are on good, the good. Sh-
2: those are good um no boundaries Like to have. real yeah.
1: racism, no um, Uh, uh, like homophobia that's just like cheap, like the joke just has to be smart. Yeah, obvious. my biggest pet peeve of no saying comics aren't funny, that drives me nuts or that they're not successful in their career. It's like anyone here is like the best of the best. Mm -hmm. So like those were
2: kind of like the rules, but I'm sure (laughs) there was- Well I, okay. it's easy. I mean, you're gonna get your feelings hurt sometimes. I can say the ones dumb. that hurt my feelings. But I mean, yeah, I guess probably one of the ones that I thought was an excellent joke, but now it's just probably one of the best jokes I've heard in a long time, was Zach Amico, who, who said that Rachel had a children's book. <laughs> it was called, he said Rachel's a mother, now she has a children's book, and it's called The Dog That Saved Hanukkah, about herself. And I was like, that is one of the funniest things. First of all, I wanna read that children's book. I wanna know about The Dog That Saved Hanukkah and all his adventures. Doesn't everybody wanna know about The Dog That but Saved also, Hanukkah? Hanukkah? in jeopardy? But I, don't, I know what right? really wasn't <laughs> like, any stakes. In I feel and like it does well every year. What was happening that somebody wasn't going to be able to gently light a menorah? It's not really a difficult <laughs> activity. candles yeah. are kind of delicate. Yeah, it's kind of all there, right in your kitchen. Usually there's candles and some matches in a drawer. I love that the, all the wacky things that would have happened, that the dog would have had to run along. Some fucking collie would have had to also, save. I don't Hanukkah. know a lot of hardcore Jewish people that have dogs, if it's I'm going to be honest. It's such a good joke. Yeah. It's so funny, but I was like, I... Called I definitely called a few friends and I'm like, wait, have I always been the dog that saved Hanukkah? No one's told me till now. Like, I've always just been lipsticking myself and going out like, you're welcome. And not realize that everybody sees me like the dog that saved Hanukkah. When you,
1: but it's also not, not everybody sees you that way. I think it's more like, I think it's actually the opposite. Having been in roast rooms so much, you can only call a beautiful woman a dog. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like calling, it's like calling someone a retard is only funny if, They're they don't have Down syndrome, you know what I'm saying? So it's like that. So it's like, but it still sucks because when, um, you know, I first started and everyone—it's such a
2: good joke though.
1: But for me, it was more like. You know, because, I mean, look, everyone's got notes on my face. Like, it really stresses everybody out. But I've said everything I've done. Like, I've done Botox right around my eyes here. <laughs> I've gotten boobs, obviously. And, like, so for my roast, Dan says something so funny. Dan Levy said something so funny. It was about um, uh, Hannah Stocking, who hosts mine, the influencer. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to, like, mix, like, mm-hmm. like digital comedy creators that are really big mm-hmm. and comedians that from traditional media. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, there's like, this thing of, like, folk TikTokers and screw, like, Instagram comedians. Like, whatever. If
2: we were... 25 we'd be doing that you know yeah. so i'm trying to like like blend them and like no that's cool also you you never know who's going to be funny like when you're asking about the like sometimes people are be surprisingly funny that you think that you think, oh, well, they had this was easier. But there's a lot of different weird mediums that produce hysterical people. Like, um, speaking of your in- early um, influences being Dennis Rodman, you know what show was so fucking funny was Inside the NBA? That show was so Whoa, funny when I was I growing think up. I don't I ever saw it. They would just give each other shit. They would trash each other like comics. Like, Dude. Sh- like, like Barkley would be wearing tube socks or something, and Shaq would be like, why are you wearing those dumb tube socks <laughs> with the, with <laughs> Basketball the suit? Basketball player
1: yeah. athletes are so. That show was fucking funny. They would just trash each other. All they do is roast each other. So Blake Griffin was in a movie that I made, so funny, and I was like, why are you so funny? He's he's like, all basketball players and football players are funny, because all we do is roast each other in the locker room so hard, and then all we do on the road is watch Comedy Central, Chappelle Show, Will Ferrell movies, and they get the timing down. Uh, Blake Griffin actually did stand up in Montreal once and was doing stand up. It was like legitimately funny, not even like just for a basketball player. Yeah, know? yeah. I feel like, heard I he's was really funny <clears throat> too. He's
2: pretty hot. I so. was
1: dating a New York Jet once and I
2: was hanging out with him and a bunch of his friends. I wish I could start a sentence like that. Mm. I was dating a New York Jet once. And yeah. it
1: did, I mean, look, it didn't, we met at Dancing with the Stars. It didn't go great. It was this longer, <laughs> a longer conversation. Look, I, I was literally rebounding. Oh no, that's football. Never mind. Uh, uh, wait, no. Ba-
2: what are you doing when you rebounding his basketball? How would you? I was. I remember a guy dumped me once, and I was just imagining, like I was n- fantasizing about getting him back somehow or some situation that would make him jealous. And I was just like, I want to date. A fucking New York Jet. That's what I did. I wanna be sitting in the stands, just like gently snacking (laughs) on something, and him looking up at me and giving me like a, uh, you know, like, me being like, go get him, beep. And then beep. (laughs) (laughs) I like to do that. I, I go to like the Knicks game with like Sam or like some comics, and I'll be in the front, just like, I went with AB once, and I was just in the front, just being like, beep. Babe, taco night, like just some guy that doesn't know me at all. Like, babe, remember, date night, babe. I do that to my husband, I just follow, but I'll find like the most violently unattractive guy at a park, like somebody that's like homeless, like spitting in a trash can. And I'll be like, babe, babe, are we doing an early dinner tonight, babe? He's like, I'm over here. Like, it'll just be some guy that's like, just almost dead with just a needle just dangling out of his arm and I'm like, beep anniversary. Yeah, <laughs> oh but I anyway, cannot, back to. But yes,
1: I was definitely dating this guy to make the other guy jealous, and it didn't work. I think it made him feel incredibly sorry for me. Um, but uh, oh, and we were like hanging out with a bunch of like his like friends and like 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 you know like all of the uh, athletes like uh, girlfriends and stuff. And one time he said something. It was like, um, oh, uh, you know, because all the athletes like so injured. Like when you date a football player and you see all the stuff that happened. I mean, he like you know, their bodies are just destroyed. Like the amount of like, they give them like all, like yeah, like Adderall and like all this stuff and just like jack them up with stuff. And like, you know, this the yeah. CTE stuff. It's like, the concussions are, If you have three concussions, That's they my say, type though, freshly concussed. Me mm, too. I got you, um, let me nurse you back. Forget um, glaring at
2: a fucking stranger at a bar. How about fresh concussion, <laughs> fucking stick it in.
1: <laughs> and then the pull it out method. Yes, after. we'll do the pull it out method,
2: but no, um, By the way,
1: we both sound like two old ladies in a
2: nursing home who have emphysema. Like, why are we both I talking? Know. Like, I have lost my voice. I've not had Every comment, months. speaking of reading the comments, every comment under my YouTube videos is always like, man voice, she sounds like a, d- like a dude that smoked three packs of cigarettes. So don't even need to write that, because I know, and I don't know why. I do sound like I've just, like, I sound like I've had a fucking rough go. I don't know what, what it
1: is. I remember when I first did a TV show, there were like three or four comments, uh, uh, uh uh, what are they called a journalist who did pieces on me that talked about like the show's really like funny and smart whatever but it's hard to get past her shrill voice and like you could never do that today there's only a show called shrill whatever yeah, but I remember it' like being... ouch
2: wow somebody has to fucking hover over her and listen to that voice well you know what fuck you because I know my voice stinks they were like right? she has
1: big teeth it was like every single thing they hit me on it was mm-hmm. only things I couldn't change about myself
2: yeah I it have a like... real hostile voice just like a real kind of general take in charge voice even after shows like nobody ever hits on me after shows, if anything, I get like a pound, like a good shit, like somebody kind of rocks me a little too hard or something like that. I never just get a <laughs> But gentle... this is also,
1: by the way, I feel like now that everybody's like so worried in like the workplaces to be like sexually harassing an intern or a woman by accident, every time I'm like, you know, uh, at work or taking photos for press or something, like any man, like I, I, that Fox show I did, um, we were on the press line with Howard Gordon uh, and uh, you know, it's like all these guy producers and I'm standing with them and everyone's so afraid to like touch someone's lower back or touch a woman that, When they see it, they'll give you this hug and, like, smack you on the back. And you're like, okay, I feel like...
2: That's how my dad hugs anyway, just because he's like so emotionally repressed. My dad That's would how how he the How he does a weird hugged. butterfly hit, even yeah, yeah. even on my wedding day. Like he like, never said I love you. He's just like oh okay, I'll be like I love you, daddy. He goes oh, all right, and I get a weird butterfly side. They're just doing yeah. the like Heimlich. No, You're on like, my wedding I... day, he was like rushing me down the aisle. I was like, are you doing something after this? He was like, oh. all right, we gotta go. Come on, somewhere go. to be. He was he's always got that anxiety when he's ever on his way anywhere. I'm like this time, dad, it's not that vibe. I had to like I had to position his hand like where it should be on my back and be like. We walk a little slower. But I was like, come on, let's go. Can I ask you, uh,
1: your wedding day, was it like everything you wanted it to be? Did you, did
2: your brain break? So many women I know's brain just breaks. I had a lot of fun on my wedding day. I, I, um... I, it was a shit show. I mean, we got married in fucking Staten Island because Pete was like, and Sissy, we got married there because he had, like a hook up there or something. It was all comics and firefighters. Oh, there's a senior frog that had a <laughs> you had a group on cheesecake was so ludicrous. We had it was like, um, Colin Quinn and Tom Papa did the ceremony. Uh. I was not in any way like, a bride like I do wish that I'd maybe been a little more and I just like would stop and be like look at the dress I'm wearing like, ridiculous. I'm, like look, I'm wearing this dress ridiculous this foolishness was like, it hard to pick a dress I picked a dress and um yeah it was kind of hard I, I I don't love the way I looked on my wedding day um but uh I don't do white I like I would not do a white wedding dress. I, I would just, like to go back and do something more interesting like yeah I'm not crazy about how I look but um I could throw another wedding and just have all my friends, but we had fun. Why can't you? I mean, I guess I could wear a wedding dress, but I don't invite people for me to renew my dumb vows. Or especially like like a party, just like a do over. Like yeah. just like do over.
1: I just want to get some better photos. Like I did a laser recently. Like I just wanna redo my wedding photo. Five years know. after is good. It could just funny. be like a party. It
2: can be like your five year anniversary party and we kind of put on a dumb dress or why something. Not? Yeah, why not? I mean, but it was fun. We had a lot of fun that night. It was a it was a complete shit show. My parents, my dad's speech, my my mom is like aggressively liberal, and my dad's speech was like about immigration, I think. Ah! He he was like talked about immigration policy. He's a I'm civil like, he rights mention, lawyer. He's a civil rights lawyer, well, but he didn't insane. mention like me or Pete. His speech was like mostly about immigration. And so then some drunk funny. fireman like grabbed the mic at the end of the night, and he's like Trump twenty twenty, and <laughs> then just fell over. But it was a fun fucking shit show. One of my friends uh, fucked a firefighter that night. It was just and the next day she was like asking. And the me next for day did it burn when she peed. Yeah, she was like, did did we do it? I've had this happen twice. Two of my friends, she was like, Did can you find out if I did anal with this guy? I was like, First of all, if you think you might have done anal, you did anal. It's more up feel in the air. Like,
1: don't you, unless you do anal a lot, I feel like the next day you kind of know.
2: You know. You're like, If anal's even on the fucking I- I- the table, yes, you analed. You, you were. You'd feel yes. it.
1: I feel like you'd feel she, it. And
2: also, how was I supposed to follow up on that? I love that I was like on my honeymoon. She's like, Can you find out if I did anal? Did you go on your, where'd you go? We went to Bora Bora because mm. Pete got like it through Costco. My my husband's obsessed with Costco. So we got like, we honeymooned through Costco. We got like at a, a Costco bus and we got it to Bora Bora. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he's whoa. like, we can make other Costco shoppers just like us. I'm like, that's not what the honeymoon is about. I was like networking. He's like, but they all love Costco. But we got, we eventually Are
1: you taking on an additional Mormon wife. Cause I'm <laughs> obsessed with him. Wait, he's Costco, obsessed with Costco. Costco had a Bora Bora trip as a
2: For sale? He does all his. He likes to book his travel through Costco, and he also was like, "I've never heard of this." He travels. Costco does travel, and my husband didn't shed a tear at our wedding, but was strangely emotional when I got an executive membership to Costco. He was like weeping. I'm not. He had tears. It's a big moment. You're not just a member. You're an executive member. Jeans? Really? Yeah, they have good jeans there. We I guess they handle every aspect of the travel, and you could book travel through Costco in these little vacations. And so we went to Bora Bora. We did end up in one of those little houses on in the water, which was lovely. That, but before that, we were like herded onto like a boat, and there was a lot of other sort of like Costco mingling that my husband was doing. <laughs> he also goes like this: he actually makes the the gun at people. They'd be the, like, "Hey, Casco, executive exactly. member, you gunning people? What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> I, he was gunning people. Like, there's no way you could know somebody on the ship We're in Bora Bora. He's like, hey, how's it going? Like I, here's what at I people. will say: if you are if you are
1: on like the Costco boat to the thing, you already have so much in common with everyone. Like normally yes. when you go on a trip and like everyone's going to the same place, you're like. Like, we're all going to the same place, but we have nothing in common, I'm so... Bad. But when you're all like, yeah, we're the Costco people. Like, I already, if you have a Costco yes. membership, I already fuck with you. Yes. Like, we already share the same belief You feel system. like this too?
2: That's amazing. <laughs> I just
1: feel like when you can find, like,
2: a common ground with people that yeah. you're on an awkward bus with, it's like, Costco is a great way to connect no, with people. No, if I wanna butter my husband up, I mention something about Costco, or ask him a question about what he got at Costco. Like, most women, like, blow their husbands or something if they want them to, to do something for them, or give them some money or something. I just ask him about Costco. I'm just like I. That was Kirkland. It's a whole like it is a community. It's like it's a. That's what he said to me right before he proposed. He's like, you know, it's a community. It really is, and I think we should honeymoon through Costco. It's very important. Well, it's also
1: people that use the brains. They think ahead. Like they don't want to pay like a ridiculous amount of money for. Like I, I like it. I like someone that um. What's the word? It's just like, if you have your Costco card, I like your value system. You don't believe you should have to pay uh, more than something uh, is. Because it's what, cause when you buy in bulk, yeah. it's going to be cheaper. You also believe like before and you- And men love bulk.
2: They're always something. But also prepping before you buy yeah. 10
1: boxes of those bagel bites, like I deserve to try them.
2: Yeah. I, I do w- love the free snacks. I love a free snack. That is very delightful. I know.
1: <laughs> I have to get you out soon. OnlyFans Roast is airing now on OFTV. It is free. Don't be annoying about it. You do not have a, to have a profile to watch it. Are you touring?
2: Yes. Rachelfeinstein.com. Go to my website, rachel-feinstein.com, and all my tour dates are up there.
1: I love you guys. And the I am these awkwardly don't ride elephants.
2: Goodbye. Bye. Bye.